you to acknowledge God's presence in the house right now. Say, so, Lord, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your activity. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge that your power's in the house. We acknowledge dunamis in the house right now. We acknowledge it right now. One hand to heaven, one over your heart. Lord, we acknowledge you right now. We acknowledge that healing is in your hand. By your presence right now. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you right now. And we acknowledge your blessed Holy Spirit. Surely you bore it all. And right now, 
your blessed Holy Spirit moves on the reality of what Jesus has done. So touch and heal right now. Pain go in the name of the authority and the authorization of Jesus. Pain leave those bodies right now. Pain go in the name of Jesus by the authorization of that name. Pain leave right now. Begin to manifest that in their bodies right now. Begin to manifest that healing in their bodies right now. We give you praise right now, Jesus. We give you praise. Oh, I see that. I give you praise. The closer we get right there, right there, right there. All over your daughter, touch and complete. All over people, your presence. You hover, you incubate, you heal in the name of Jesus. Now everybody's hands down for a moment. And those of you that know the pain has left your body, you felt the touch of God, I want you to raise your hand before him. Raise your hand. You felt the pain go? Good. Thank you. We're rejoicing. You felt the pain go. We give you praise, Lord, right now. Anyone else? There was some more that raised their hand. Pain's gone. Pain's gone. If the pain's not all the way gone, I want you to come up here right now because it's got to go. If you still have a remnant of pain in your body, I want you to move it around. Move that area around. And if you want it complete, let's come up here right now. Everybody else raise their hand. Pain's gone. That's, that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. Thank you. Let's thank him for what he has done right now. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Bless him. Bless him. He's so kind to us. It's so very real. Thank you right now. Thank you right now. Cole, stand right behind him if you would. Thank you right now, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you right now, Lord. Thank you right now. Let's thank him, will you? Let's just pray out of our spirits and thank him for being healer. Thank him for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and power. Thank him for his grace and his love. Thank him that he yearns and desires and is designed to heal us. And not a single minute of pain, not a single bit of pain in this body. I command it right now. Go, 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 go. All of it go. Right now. Go, 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 go. Touch, heal by your presence. There you go. Beautiful, Jesus. Beautiful. Touch, heal. Right now. Every bit of it go. Pain, go. Pain, go. Pain, 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 pain. Out, out, out of his body. Right now, right now, right now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ah, right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, right there. Right there. Yep, yep, yep. All the way down. All the way down. All the way down. All the way down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Your presence, your power, your glory, God. Thank you so much. Yes, 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 yes. Everybody lift your hand and exalt Jesus. He's a living Christ. His presence is with us. We thank Him so much. receive that experience with the Lord, you want to say something about it right now, I want to make it available to you. And say, man, I was feeling like this, and God just intervened in a real way. I'm going to make it available. If not, we're going to keep worshiping Him right now. He's not finished. We're not finished. Amen? Don't you love Him? Don't you pr praise Him then, will you? Don't you love Him? I love Him. I love you, Jesus. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? God's been so gracious to us. 
And he's prophesied to us. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. Prophecy through song last week, all day. I'm bringing down paradigms. I'm pulling down walls. I'm breaking strongholds. Did you not hear? Did you not hear last week? Tell the Lord, give me ears to hear. I'm going to listen to every word of God, to every person of God. That witness, when you hear that sound, you do like Mary did. You begin to ponder it. You don't let it go. We don't just want inspired people. Huh? We want growing people. It's good that we're inspired, thank God. But we got to have understanding and growing. Amen? And he prophesied last week. Strongholds are coming down. He prophesied. Your thoughts, your wrong thinking, falling down. It's happening. It's the happenings of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And His grace, His favor, His blessing, and His face shining on us today. That's the Lord, right? Let's thank Him for that in our hearts. Paradigms changing. Thank you so much. Lift your hands to Him and bless Him. He's worthy, he's worthy. with your ear, your hearing. If that's you, everybody's, I can't see it, but you can acknowledge it. I see it in hand, yeah. It's around the left side. We'll just keep worshiping. I want them to receive it. You receive that in that area of your ear right now. I don't know if it's hearing totally, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, though. God, let them ring it out on us. Let them pour it out. There's a healing ball. If there's anyone else, I've seen one hand raised. Is there anybody else with a hearing issue? If you want to raise your hand, go ahead. If not, I see one here. Okay, let's go. Father, thank you right now. Just put your hand on that in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, Miss Glow, turn around and pray for him. Put your hand on your husband's ear. Glow, put, put your hand on his ear. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, the beauty of Christ, the reality of Jesus, we speak right now. Restoration to his hearing right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to the eardrum if it's been torn to be repaired and healed. We speak to his ear right now. What matter of fact, we come against a sound of ringing, a ringing in the ear. We break that right now and we begin to speak normalcy in the hearing of his ear in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now. Begin to manifest that. Begin to restructure his hearing, his ear. Begin to do that by your grace and for your namesake. In Jesus' name we pray. We pray right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank him. Thank him. The rest of us, we're thanking him because he's so kind. He believes he is head of the church. We don't have plans, amen? We can't plan what he does. He, we give him the right. It's not an interruption to us. It's a divine intercession for us, amen? What's not an interruption? Yeah, let's just thank him. Thank him. You have your way. Tell him, have your way in my life, even. Have your way. You're not interrupting me, Lord. You're not interrupting me. It's your divine will and plan. You're interceding on my behalf.
and we're not done till he's done. I, I, I want all of Christ, right? We want all of them. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. We forget not a single benefit, right? God has that way. Hey, this fellowship has been through some sufferings. This fellowship has been through some abasings. But if we suffer with him, we're going to reign with him. Amen? That's not just all the way in eternity right here. And we learn to be abased, right? We learn to suffer. But we also learn to reign. We also learn that, right? We learn the favor of God as well as the cross, right? That's a full gospel. We're not unbalanced. We follow him. We follow his presence. He's ahead of us. He's ahead of his church. So when he wants to bless, say, I'm blessed. When he wants to favor, say, I'm highly favored. His hand that humbles us is the same hand that will exalt us. It's the plan of the Father's heart. And his great love is being shown to us. His mercies. So can you put on Psalms 67? I want you to put it up. And I want you to stay in an attitude of this worship. And I want you to receive from God. Psalm 67. It's chapter 1. It goes something like this. God, be merciful. New America says it, be gracious. God, favor. Say favor. Show favor unto us. Favor unto us. Say show favor unto me. Say, hey, it's a set time to favor his church. It's a set time to favor us. Say favor us. Lord, we suffered with you. Now we're going to reign, do some reigning with you. We've learned how to be abased, but we're going to learn how to abound as well. We're not out of balance, right? So you're favoring us. God, favor us and bless us. Say, bless us. Tell them, bless us. Bless us and cause your face to shine upon us. Amen? Why? Why? So we can be selfish, self-centered? No, look at the next verse, too. That your way may be known and seen. That word means upon the whole earth. Your save, saving health. Say health. Saving health. So turn around and pray that verse over each other right now. In the presence of now with God. 67.1. Say, God, be gracious to me. Favor me. God, your blessings on me. Lord, you're favoring me. You're blessing me. And you're causing your face to shine upon me. That the people, the nations, the ethnics, races will know your health, your healing, your wellness, your salvation. Because it's all over me. Favors on me. Blessings on me. The hand of God. Amen. 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 Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Barbie. <laughs> Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me. Put up Psalms 103 came for me. Verse 1. Let's sing it to, it to the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Will you sing it with me? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, come on, let's sing it, lift it to him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul.
on. Prophesy. Will you sing it to him? Echo it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, worship him, worship him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Don't miss the moment. Drink it in. Let him, let him blast you with his favor, his blessing, his love. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh, and all that is within me. All that is within me. Go ahead, girl, sing it. Come on. All that's within me. I said, All that is within me. Uh... 
everybody knows I got the gift of gab. But I just, I'm so thankful to the Lord for everything in my life. Um, the work that he does in me, that shows me my weaknesses, and that I need to depend totally on him, on everything. And he is there. He is there financially. He's there emotionally. Um, the last month or so, it's been like, he's just showed me whether it's been people at attacking me or finances or just everything. He has he has given me that strength. He has given me that conviction of what I need to change in my life to make me more of an image of him. I am so thankful that for that. You know, all good things come from the Lord. We just moved into a new house. And first uh, first and most, it is from the Father, you know. Thank you, my husband. Also, it's a lot of hard work, but all good things come from above. And I am just so thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for so many things. And it's good, you know. It is good. All right, let's bless him, huh? Well, I just want to say we have a wonderful, loving Savior, and he takes care of us. I know a lot of you already know that my daughter had to have an operation, but whenever we found out about that that kidney was bad, and she suffered a lot of things through her life, all through her life, even as a young child, I just praised the Lord and said, Jesus, you have kept your hand on her all her life and kept her protected that something could have happened to her but never did but now the thing that is that was there is gone he's taking care of it the kidney's gone and she's recovering in the hospital and i want to praise the lord for his love and his mercy and his goodness and his saving grace that has been shed abroad upon me and my household but especially on her he kept her safe all of her life long all of her life long and i praise you jesus for your glory and for your love and your mercy what you're doing in all of our lives and what you're doing for us today, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Anyone else? Amen. All right.
Amen. 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 Let's bless them. Go ahead. Lift them up. Put your hands together. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your presence. And thank you for the manifestation of healings. That people go home instantly healed today. Thank you for loving us. And we bless you. And we forget not all your benefits. We forget not all your benefits. Let's go to the second verse, Cain. We've been blessing them. And we forget not. Tell it, say it with me. I forget not all his benefits. Next verse. Who forgives all, say all, thy iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeems my life, say my life, from destruction. Who crowns me with loving kindness, say it with me, and tender mercies. Who satisfies my mouth with good things. So my youth is renewed like the eagles. Executes righteousness. Say he does for me. And judgment for all that are oppressed. Can't be an oppression in this house. He made known his ways unto Moses. And his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful. And gracious. And slow to anger. Say he's plenteous. Say he's got abundance. Say he's got a full measure of. Mercy. He will not always chide. Neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercies toward me. Say toward me. Tell your neighbor, goodness and mercy follow me. Not calamity. Goodness and mercy are following me. They're right behind me. Toward them that fear him. As far as from the east is from the west. That's how far he's removed my transgressions from me. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame. Say, he knows my frame. Say, I don't care what the doctor says about my frame. The Lord knows my frame. I don't care what the doctor says about my times. I care that my times are in his hand. And he remembers that we are just dust. Amen? So let's bless him for that. Let's bless him. Put your hands together for him again. Amen. 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 Amen, Lord. We bless you. We love you. We bless you. We highly esteem you. Highly esteem you. Sounds so good. Feels so good to worship God. Full face worship, doesn't it? Full expression. Sensing his presence. Seeing his hand move. Sensing his love. It feels so good, doesn't it? The fullness of joy. Life everlasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, a girl bust a move. Lesson of my guests, huh? We got it's gonna be a marathon if we do this longer, but I'm okay with it. One more time, 
Put your hands together for Jesus. And do it like you mean it, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Because he's so good. Because he's so kind. Because he's so merciful. Because he's so great. Because he loves you. He blesses us because he loves us. Amen. Amen. I can't bypass this. I've got a strong impression for you. The words graduation, graduation are all over you. There's things that you're going to break out of. Matter of fact, Father, I'm acknowledging graduation. There's a graduating in your life. There's a promotion in your life. For you, it feels unfamiliar, but don't be afraid of the unfamiliar. God's moving you to the next. He's moving you to the next phase. There's graduation. There's promotion. And he's going to break you out of some things that you're familiar with into another realm. So don't panic. Don't fear. Just know it's him. Follow his guidance. Follow his direction. Because you're headed to your next. Things that are familiar will be familiar no more. So, Father, I thank you for the graduating. I see those things big. Graduation over her. Graduating. Promotion. And it feels strong like this, that you've been faithful for a very long time in some things. And God says, my reward is coming. My, I'm rewarding you for your faithfulness. You've been faithful. You've been a good steward. Now I'm rewarding. I'm rewarding. Graduating. So don't think it a strange thing when things are rearranged around you. When the furnitures are changed in your household, so to speak. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't panic of what's unfamiliar for his presence will guide you he'll be with you so father thank you that's what I see that's what I get and I acknowledge that it makes sense to you at all oh she's in another realm with her God it's alright so let's all thank God will you thank God thank God beautiful 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 oh Lord we love you oh Lord we bless you oh Lord we love you and bless you oh our souls oh my soul will you say that oh my soul oh my soul to bless God. Amen. 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 You know, we we are constantly looking for God to bless. Constantly looking. God bless this. God God bless America. You know? But you know what? America needs to bless God. You know? We need to bless Him. We need to have some high praises toward Him. We need to acknowledge His greatness and the things that He is and who He is and what He is in our lives. Bless Him. I mean, I want Him to be smiling on the throne. I want Him to be going, those are my children saying how great I am. You know? Bless Him. Man, just, you know, give him all his due. And we can't even, we, we, there's no way that we can accomplish that. There's no way that I can accomplish all that he is due because I'm just a mere person. He deserves so much more than what I could give. Give him his due, though. I will try. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll go down trying. Even the rocks will praise him. Even the rocks will praise him. I'm telling you. He's due. His due. Wow. 
God's good. Um, John Coker is here from Arizona. Uh, you may have say hi to, say hi to John. <laughs> uh, John must think he's on holy ground because he just took off his took off his shoes and he's going just can't wear shoes on holy ground. So, um, uh, y'all knew that I had gone to Arizona uh, to Sarah, Sierra Vista and uh, uh, with with Bruce and uh, we Bruce was working there with a church and he's from that church and uh, he came to visit us. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm appreciate his hearing God and obeying. Um, Craig has been uh, talking and, and uh, going in the direction of faith, bearded faith. And uh, one of the things that he was saying was maybe we can break down a little bit of the foundational principles that uh, are in Hebrews. And one of them is the doctrines of baptisms. And um, I really felt like God uh, had some things uh, for me uh, that I could share with you. The, the reality about baptisms is the only one that I would say the religious church probably acknowledges is water baptism. And uh, that water baptism is significant. It is, it is essential. It is what God wants for us. It is, what, it is the first step of obedience. It's an act in which you step into saying, okay, I'm, I'm a Christian. And uh, so it doesn't save you. It's not magical waters. It's just the act of obedience. And uh, I'm going to get to that. <clears throat> but the reality of baptisms... and I'll, what I just said was uh, the religious church or don't even get that right sometimes, you know, because baptism in the Greek means baptutsu, and what that means is immersion. It is total envelopment. It is total all over you. So for you to sprinkle is not baptism. I just want you to know that. I want you to know that, you know, Sprinkling on the head is not baptism. Getting wet. I don't care if you're dunk and just <laughs> and get wet. If it's not the spirit within you to obey God, it, it is not counted to you as righteousness. It is an act of faith that you, that you make that uh, decision and follow through. Um, excited for you guys that uh, got baptized last week. And man, I mean, oh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see and to, and to uh, recreate in my life. When, when I sit here and watch you, I go back to the time when I was baptized. I go back to the time where uh, it was a decision that I had to make. And, and the... Uh, just the awesomeness of it. It's like when I go to a wedding, I kind of renew my own vows with, with my wife. And I do that when I watch a baptism. I'm going, man, I, God, I want to have that childlike obedience that I have so much faith in you that I just want to obey you 
whatever you say, whatever you do. And so it, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Um, but the first baptism, there's actually seven baptisms, and I'm not going to go through all of them because each one of them in itself could be a sermon. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to go over all seven, and we're not going to be here till 5 o'clock. But, <laughs> but I'm going to touch on, on, and probably particularly on some of them, I'll, I'll stay a little while. But the first baptism is a baptism of repentance. And uh, the baptism of repentance, remember, baptutsu is total immersion. The baptism of, re- of repentance is being totally immersed in repentance. It's totally coming to a place in your life when you're saying, God, I want to change my life. Because repentance means this, going in one direction, turning 180 degrees, and going the other direction. So everything that I was doing, everything that I was going towards, everything that I thought would bring me life and that isn't, now I need to turn and go towards God. Repentance could be a simple thing like changing your mind. I thought this was right. In, in Psalms it says there's a way that seems right to a man, but its way ends in death. There's a way that I started thinking. There's a way that I, I conducted my life. There's a way that I made decisions before I became a Christian that wasn't right. And you know where that place came from? It came from where I was raised. It came from my mom. It came from my dad. It came from coaches. It came from teachers. Those things that made an impression on my life. And I made decisions because some coach said, you know, you got to do it this way, boy. This is the way it's done. And I, I thought, hey, that sounds right to me. And so I made my decisions, and I made my direction based upon what he said. There was a place where I said, this is the way marriage should be. And I thought, well, my examples of that have not been the best. And yet, so I know what's wrong, but what do I do what's right? I had to repent of my thinking about that. So did Sharon. We both had to understand that there are changes that need to be, to be done within my character, within my behavior, within the way that I thought, and go towards God. So what happened? Repentance to the Lord is following this in its basics, in its, in its rules, in, in what he says. Um, the scripture that we read just a while ago, to Israel, God showed his acts, but to Moses, he showed his ways. And we have to embrace the ways of God and change our own. Baptism of repentance is that you realize that for the rest of your life, anything that comes short of God, you're going to change. You're going to say it's going to be different. Anything that God comes up and says, Arthur, you're doing that wrong then I don't have to sit and whine and cry 
No, gosh, I don't. I like what I used to do, and I don't. No, it's like embracing God, embracing his ways, embracing his word, embracing that thing. You know one of the biggest things that you'll probably have to encounter are your attitudes. That's just a general thing across the board with everybody, you know. I don't want to take out the trash. <laughs> and most most parents go, if you take out the trash, the attitude is okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Because they're going to learn that just because you're doing an act, it's counted to you as righteousness. No, it's the heart. It's the heart. And your child will come back and go, but I did it, didn't I? <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> just because you said that, <laughs> you're in trouble. So the reality is not only do you have to do the thing, you have to like it. Wow, oh, man, <laughs> you're asking a lot. I, I got I to do it and I got to like it? Yeah. Because you're not doing it unto yourself. You're doing it unto the Lord. There's something that cranks it up here that I thought, wow, what a change of, of changing of thinking for me. And this is what he said. Last week was awesome. The Spirit of the Lord was here. I was scared. <laughs> I, I was... I was fearful. I was going, oh, God, I don't want to mess this up. You know, I, I don't want to be uh, the floating anvil that doesn't float. You know, I just knew. I just knew I was going to say something, and all the air was going to come out of this place. And I was going, oh, God, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Oh, So I just closed my eyes a lot and, and prayed and just just spoke my heart about Oh, God, what, you know, this is what I'm feeling. Don't touch the ark. You will die. And, uh, you know, and not literally die, but I mean really die like in spirit. You know, this is not, this is not the way to go. And, and Craig bailed me out. He come and said, hey, uh, why don't we have him just kind of go with the Lord and then dismiss themselves as they see fit? I'm going, good plan all right we got a plan of action i'm so happy you know so i told you that and then i laid the mic down and walked away and that was good for me that was that was good for me but what he said over here was i've been talking all week not all week but just when the opportunity came up going you know god really interrupted me I had a plan, and he interrupted me. You know, I, I, I got this ready, and he interrupted me. And Craig made a statement over here. He goes, God, you're not interrupting me. It's your plan. It's your house. You're the head of the house. It's your house. How can, how can he interrupt his own house? He's coming with the plan. He's the one that makes the decisions, and we follow that. He's not interrupting me. When I come in and I say, 
hey, Cole, take out the trash. And he's going, ah, you're interrupting me because I'm playing Xbox. I'm going, I don't care. I don't care that you're playing Xbox. I want you to take out the trash. I can't interrupt you. You're interrupting the flow of this house. Do you understand? I'm the head of this house under God's provision here, but you got to do what I say when I say do it. And that's God. You see, God's coming into this house with His children, and His children have to bow down to Him and His plan and His way. That's being immersed, folks. That's a change of way of thinking. So many places are going, I spent all week studying this. It's a sermon, and I'm going to tell it. Do you understand? I'm going to tell it, and you're going to listen. Do you, do you hear me? He doesn't know who the head of the church is. He doesn't know who the head is. He thinks he is the reverend. He is the pastor. He is whatever title they gave him. And the title above all titles is Son of God. Be a son. Be a daughter. Be that which you... <laughs> I'm touching all kinds of baptisms here, and I'll let you know. You go, baptism into the cloud. You know, <laughs> baptism into repentance. Baptism into water. <laughs> but it, there is such a, a... One touches the other so much. When you truly repent, you've got no problem getting into the water. You know? If you truly say, God... I don't want my way. I'm scared or whatever. I haven't taken a bath since 1934 and I don't want to get in that water. You know, the issue is what has God said? That's baptism into repentance. Doing it what he said. So the water, we can get into some technicalities But the baptism of repentance proves your change of heart. Turn to Matthew 3, 8. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And it says, Bring forth fruit that is consistent with repentance. Let your lives prove your change of heart. Isn't that cool? Man, let your lives speak. Let your lives speak of the change that's happened in your life. It comes through repentance. Baptism of water. It is a symbol. We saw a symbol last week of people going down into the water and coming up. It's a symbol of the old man dying. It's a watery grave and rising up a new creature in Christ. It's a symbol. It's a, uh, it's a place where we can really point to that place where there is a, a, an altar that's been in my life and now in your lives where you say, that was a time where I laid my old life down. You see, laying your old life down is an everyday 
and sometimes moment by moment reality. Laying that old person down. I don't know what causes you anxiety or grief. Or, you know, maybe it's anger. And you're going, how do I lay that down? Because it just wells up within me and I don't want to tear somebody's head off. You know? And you're just going, I need to lay that down. Most of the time, well, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Uh, I'm going to give you a little uh, cute thing to remember these books by. Um, They're these uh, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. They're all together. Okay, and um, sometimes because they're small, you can't find them directly. But if you found those four books, you can kind of navigate your navigate your way. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you a little bit of the class that we're having back there. But if you if you look at these four books and say, God, Galatians, Eats, Ephesians, Popcorn, okay. <laughs> God eats popcorn. That's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Okay? So maybe that, that'll help you. <coughs> God eats popcorn. Do what? <laughs> so Ephesians four twenty-two. It says, Strip yourselves of your former nature, put on and discard your old, unrenewed self which characterizes your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion, that very key delusion. Because, because of delusion makes you think that that stuff that you did was worth it. Okay? It's not. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude, and put on... Put on the new nature, the regenerate self created in God's image, God-like, in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, therefore, rejecting all falsity and being done now with it, let everyone express the truth with his neighbor, for we all are parts one body and members of one another. So it says, put off that old man. Let that man die. When uh, Craig and Bruce were coming here, they would uh, do this one thing. That when they were like in conversation or and and things maybe got a little heated and, or emotions kind of ran strong, they would go, "Die, die, die," because the reality of it is, my old man rose up. My old man rose up, and it it, it wasn't good. I needed to die of my old self. And uh, so maybe sometimes y'all need to go die, die to yourself. Maybe if you do it just in your head, 
maybe just that little thing, they say, okay, I'm, I'm not in spirit right now, and I need to repent. Okay. That old person died. You, you can even reflect back to, to the water and go, that old man is in that watery grave. What is new is not that. Okay? It takes, it takes time. We should, we, sh- we should know that, that it takes time. Don't beat yourselves up because you're, you're not perfect the next day. Receive how God is bringing this out in you. Okay? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? We're going to go there. Turn to Matthew 3.11. Some of you have probably heard my um, my testimony of when I was baptized. I had preached. Uh, you're going to get to hear it again. Uh, I had preached ten years in Oklahoma, and uh, I came here back in 1991. <laughs> the rooster crowing here, and back. In, <laughs> spirit-filled, and uh, but they were still under Crane Christian Church, and a lot of the congregation still believed in um, the Crane Christian Church doctrine, not biblical doctrine, Crane Christian Church doctrine. Okay, so <clears throat> I had I had never I had heard of baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I I basically rejected and probably told people it was of the devil. And you're talking about the grace of God, calling, <laughs> calling something evil that was good. God, <laughs> God uh, had mercy on me, lots of mercy on me. And speaking in tongues was of the devil and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, you just, you just don't know. <laughs> you don't know how much God was going, he's a little boy. You have grace on him. Well, anyway, Bruce DeLay, uh, some of you know him, a good friend of mine. We went, we went to college together. And he, he went off, and he was in a Christian church for a while, but left the Christian church. And, and uh, he basically got introduced to the Word of God. And he was like uh, someone who I really respected. And... Uh, so he was on his way to Arizona, Sierra Vista. He was on his way, uh, and he stopped here because I had called him. I said, I am in Texas, and, you know, I'd like to see you because I had heard he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I would heard he was spirit-filled, and, oh, my gosh, i got to go talk to him. i got to see what this is about, not because I want to persuade him out of it, but because they were talking it. You know, the eldership here were talking it. And I didn't know them. 
I was, I was fresh, new here. And I needed to talk to somebody who I trusted, someone who, who I knew and who had, I've been some miles with. And so he stopped. And uh, his testimony is that when he got spirit-filled and began speak, speaking in tongues, he got fired from the church he was at. And um, so he comes, and we're visiting, and, and we go to Odessa together. And on the way back, he says, uh, I'm, I'm asking him questions. I'm, I'm like, and he's avoiding me. He's like, you know, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Because what he did was he put his situation on me. He said, you know, if I tell him, he's going to get fired from this church, and he just got here. And so we're, we're driving along, and I'm asking him about the Holy Spirit. He's not coming. And I just bang on the steering wheel. Bruce, it's like I'm drowning out here. I'm needing water, and you have it, and you won't give it to me. And he goes, okay. So we go get out. The church secretary was not spirit-filled. And she was those one who believed it was of the devil type thing. So, <clears throat> so we go into this prayer room right here. And he lays hands on me. And I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And oh my gosh. I had never known such euphoric uh, presence of God. I was just going, oh wow. And I, I got one word in tongues. It was halavasita. And, and every time I said it, it made me feel good. And I, so I said it all the time, halavasita, halavasita. I'd walk around, halavasita, you know. And I just, man, it was, it was just wonderful. I just thought it was just the greatest thing that it, since white bread. And, <clears throat> and, and so Bruce starts praying over me, and he starts praying loud, like, God, just real, and I'm going, whoa, <laughs> is this part of that? You know, I didn't know, and later on, he told me, I was praying loud to cover up what you said so the secretary wouldn't hear what you had to say, <laughs> because I thought the minute you became spirit-filled, you would probably be fired from this place. 20 years later, 22 years later, here I stand. Some of those guys are gone. <laughs> Sitting there, no, no secretary down there at that office. So yeah, the, the, the reality is it was one of those wonderful, thing, wonderful things that I had ever experienced. I'd been saved. I was saved. I was going to heaven. But God had something more for me. And it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit because when he talks about this in Acts, he says, I will send you back uh, the Holy Spirit and it will endue you. It will give you power. How many of you in here don't want power? You don't want it. I just want to walk around like this all the time. You want to be endued with the power to live out the life that God has called you to live. I wonder of the people who are not endued with power, who have to live in the circumstances that they're just given by life. 
oh my God, there's something so much better than that. One of my pet peeves is to suffer needlessly. Why do you suffer needlessly? Well, because I don't know any different. Well, let me tell you what. There's a way of life. His name is Jesus. Being endued by the Holy Spirit to live above how you're living now. We have a song that says, you've been living too low for too long. You've been living too low for too long. Let me tell you what. The Holy Spirit is a person, but He is a tool to come into your life and change things. Changing things by the will does not work. You can come up here and you can say, I don't want to be different, I want to be different, I want to be different. And you're going, and and tomorrow you fail. And you get down on yourself. It's Satan's ploy. It really is. If he can get you to think that you can't get the power, then he's cursed you to a life that repeats itself over and over and over the same problems over and over. But the Holy Spirit comes to deliver you. Comes to take you out of the places that you've been. I'm telling you what. Richard, you mind me telling a little bit of something? You don't mind? Okay, good. Good. (laughs) Richard had been trying in his life to change. And Friday night, I looked at him, and I was telling them stories out of the Old Testament, just cool stories. There are some great stories. And there's this one story of the Valley of the Dry Bones. And you look at the Valley of the Dry Bones, and, and the prophet comes and he says, Can these bones live? Can these bones, they're dry bones, there's, there's nothing to them, they've been bleached in the sun. And all of a sudden you, see a, you hear a rattling. And these bones are coming together. And all of a sudden there's uh, sinews and muscles coming upon them. And then there's flesh. And all of a sudden there's an army because God rolls them up. God resurrected them. And I said, Richard, that's you. You were, you were the valley of dry bones. Nobody gave him a plug nickel to survive. People were looking at him and saying, I don't want, I don't want him around. I don't want him to be a part of this. And he's going to die. Because of the things that he's chosen and the way that he's gone. And I said, that's not true of you anymore. You're the valley of dry bones. You're coming together. You're getting muscle on you. Spiritual muscle. You're getting some flesh on you to look the part of what God is doing in his life. That's him. There's somebody that's known him in the day and not even recognize him. They go, Richard, is that you? I remember you back when, oh, golly. Yeah, you're different. <laughs> Not just by your character, but you're different in even the way you look. I'm 52 years old. Yes, that's true. I'm 52 years old. <laughs> I have to think. And sometimes I see people on TV or yeah, out in the street, and they're like 46. I'm going, God, do I look that bad? Do I, do I look that bad? 
God will keep you young. God will keep you healthy. God will keep you, period. But the reality of it is having all that he has for you and accepting it and receiving it. Okay? And baptism of the Holy Spirit is one of them. Uh, turn to Acts chapter 1. I think I alluded to this a while ago. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Verse 8. Here it is. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the very bounds of the earth. You will be endued with power. Why? So you can be a witness. So you can testify of the greatness and goodness of God. So you can come and you can say, I was there, but I'm not anymore. I'm going to tell you, this is what God has brought me to. Man. There's sometimes I do, I look at people who are in bondage and say, but for the grace of God, there go I. But because God said, that's not what I want for you. And because I've chosen him. Baptism into fire. Woo, God, it's hot up here. Matthew 3.11. Matthew 3.11. I'm going to touch on this. Some of you may be going through it. Matthew 3, verse 11. Indeed, I baptize you uh, in with water because of repentance. That is because of your changing of your minds for the better, heartily amending your ways in abhorrence of your past sin. But he who comes after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy or fit to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So what is fire? Well, fire is what comes to take out all the impurities in your life. It's to take, when you put gold or silver into a melting pot, all you see the impurities rise to the top. You skim that off, and what you have left is pure gold, pure silver. And fire in your life is to do the very same thing. It is to come and change you. People, it is so sad. When the visitation of God has come to their life, and, they, and, and they're going through hardships in this, in this way, through fire, and they don't even recognize that God is trying to speak to them to say, change. Change your ways. Change how you're thinking. Change this. They get a little relief. They come in, they come in these doors. And they've said, oh, man, this is terrible. This is tough. Yeah, I need counseling. And we okay, we can do that. And they say, all right, pressure's off. 
I'm pretty good. But then they go right back out there and do the very same thing. You see, they weren't baptized into repentance. They weren't, they weren't baptized into the thing that God really wants for them. They just changed for a temporary season. And God's saying, I'm putting this fire on you to burn up that which is impure in your life. All of us go, no one escapes this. Nobody. Everybody has to go through it. The sad part, the very sad part, is when people are going through it and they don't recognize that they should change. We call it going around the mountain (laughs) another time. And we say, God bless you. Go with God. But we know at some point God wants their hearts. God wants their lives. And we pray that they come back. We pray that they come back into this house and go, Look, I understand what you said. I didn't listen the first time, but I'm here to listen this time. I'm here to make the change. I'm here to do what's right. Committed to it. Baptized in it. Totally immersed into that. And God gives us a way to do that. Baptism of fire. Those of you who have wanted to leave, (laughs) you're like, I'm through with those guys. It's too hard. Man. How come Joseph has to do that? How come Joseph stays there? Because Joseph knows the end result. Joseph knows what he's getting. Is it getting to be friends with Craig? (laughs) He's getting to be friends with Jesus. (laughs) Man, realization. Realization of what God wants for your life. Baptism in the fire. Uh, Turn to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I made that sound like Craig was a great to be friends with. It's really not. I just, I just want you to know, Craig will tell you where you're going wrong. <laughs> Craig, Craig won't, won't be nice. You want somebody nice to come here? <laughs> not really. First uh, Corinthians 3, 10. According to the grace, the special endowments for my task of God bestowed on me like a skillful architect and master builder. I laid the foundation, and now another man is building, building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it, for no other foundation can anyone lay than which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. But if anyone builds upon the foundation, whether it be gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each one will become plainly, openly known, shown for what it is for the day of Christ, will disclose and declare it 
because it will be revealed with fire and the fire will tell and critically appraise the character and worth of the work each person has done. If the work which any person is built on the foundation, any product of his efforts, whatever, survives the test, he will get his reward. But if any person's work is burned up under the test, he will suffer the loss of of it all, losing his reward, though he himself will be saved, but only as one who has passed through the fire. you got to pass through the fire to be saved. Because God is coming back. Jesus is coming back for a perfect bride. Bride's not perfect right now. A bride needs work. But we are the bride of Christ. And there's a plan in place to make it pure and holy for him to come back and receive the most beautiful bride he could absolutely have. How many of you ladies, when y'all got married, didn't want to be the most beautiful person on that day? It was it was all about you. It was, man, I want my hair to be just right. I want every spot or wrinkle that's on my dress to be ironed out and washed and cleaned. I want, when I walk down that aisle, I want him to turn and look at me and, and he will have that vision of the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Is that, have I not described it? Is that not what went through your head? Come on. Come on. Y'all watch Yes to the Dress. (laughs) So the, the reality is really that's what the church should be doing. We should be cleaning ourselves up. We should be washing. We should be be taking every spot and wrinkle off of our adornment and saying, I want to be the best thing Christ has ever laid his eyes on. I want to be that for him. I want to be that for him. And if it takes some fire, let it it come. If it takes, what's it going to take? A little scrubbing, let it come. The baptism into the body. Oh my gosh. I wanted to spend some time here. Okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, There's baptism into the body, and I'm telling you right now, people got to learn this. People got to learn the baptism into the body. Baptism into the body is an essential part. It is being a true family. It is being, there's a, in Psalms 108, it talks about the Lord. And he says, I will divide Shechem and meet out, what was the other word? I will meet out, um, Oh, Sukkoth. And what he's saying is, I'm going to divide your burdens amongst one another. And I'm going to take this tent that's been impure, and I'm going to meet it out. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I'm going to give some to, to Craig. I'm going to give some to Arthur. I'm going to give some to Jimmy. And I, I'm, going to, I'm going to have you go into their lives. And I'm going, to, I'm going to meet that out so that they can help you and take care of some of that. That's being baptized into the body, folks. That's coming with some, with some clarity, but with some transparency with it. That, that was just a little taste. But I want you to know, God, God's baptisms, the doctrine of baptisms, um, <laughs> there's some cool ones. Being baptized into the cloud, it's pretty cool. It's available. It's for us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that there's a teaching here. And, Father, that everything that you wanted them to know is out there. And so I thank you for the, the door of utterance that you've given me in this place so that, Father, people will take what they've heard and apply it to their lives. I want them, you want them, to be changed forever and to really truly be baptized into repentance. So, Father... Um, we're not in a hurry. You're not in a hurry. And so in this, I'm trusting you with every part of it, God. And, And Lord, do your will with your bride.